All right, all right. <clears throat> Welcome to another fly episode of your boy Yahoo talking about um, my podcast about sharing Yahuwah um, slash God. The world calls God. Um, it's two, what, two something in the morning. Um, I've been thinking about what episode I want to do next. And the first episode that kind of jumped out at me is um, things about the Most High, things about who you call God that you may not know. And a lot of things in society we've been trained to have our opinion about or we think we're morally superior than someone else or we think we're morally superior than the word, even of the word of the Most High. A lot of times we don't like to admit it, but we think we would know better or we would have a higher character than the opinion of the Bible or um, Yahusha, who the world calls. Um, I hate to say this name, but for recording sakes, Jesus Christ. Um, it's things about him that people would call politically incorrect that are buried in this Bible, that are right there in this Bible that people don't like to talk about. And me as a Hebrew man, as a son that belongs to him, as a so-called black man in America, I see a lot of the characteristics when I read these things or have seen and studied these things about him. I see a lot of them in a strong black, so-called black male figure, father, whatever. I see the same characteristics. The Most High, Yahuwah, does not play games. He's very straightforward. He's very plain when he speaks. He means what he say. He doesn't like to repeat himself. He says it and it's law. That's it. You do it or else. And people don't like to hear these things about him. And it bothers me because it cheapens. It cheapens the experience of really getting to know who he is. And that really doesn't do his character or who he is justice. So I decided to talk about real quick in this episode about things about him that are amazing to me as a man who seeks after discipline and to be better and improve myself. There are things about him people don't care to know or don't want to know or don't stop to think about. For instance, I'm going to go all over the place, but I'm going to keep it simple. He has a favorite flower on the earth. He has a favorite land. He has a favorite tribe. Out of the 12 tribes of Israel, he has a favorite tribe. He has a favorite person. If you think that he doesn't, if, if you think that God, so-called God, loves you the same as he loves Yahusha, his son, you crazy. He's obviously his favorite. You get what I'm saying? And people don't want to hear that because, oh, we're all special. We're all uh, unique. We're all this. Yeah, that might be true. We're all unique. But if I have a choice of what food I like to eat and you try to force on me a food I don't like to eat, what do you call that? You'll call that a narcissist. Well, 99.9% .9 of society are narcissists when it comes to God and who he is and his choice and what he prefers and what he would like. And what his law is and what his order is and what his way is. And as his son, it offends me because people don't know nothing about him. 
they think they know, you know, oh, he's all love and he's all this and he's great and wonderful and all. Yes, he's great. He's wonderful. He's mighty. He's all these things. He's also a very stern king that doesn't play games, not with me, not with my friends, not with family, not with those who believe or you disbelieve. He doesn't care whether you're Israel or not. He doesn't care. He doesn't play these games that we have been told it's okay to get away with. It's okay to get away with being a hypocritical single mom in a church and the pastor telling you, you're going to find a husband one day. That's hypocritical to his word. To him, that's like you belong to this particular man. You're supposed to be with that man you made that child with and you are not supposed to go defile yourself and be with another man. You belong to that man. When that man takes your virginity, Women don't want to hear this. This is America. But you belong to the first man you laid with. If you don't want to go back, if you can't go back to that man, here's the solution. One of the best words in the Bible, in my opinion, because it saves us all. Repent. 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 If you used to do something or if you hear something in his word and it used to be how you conducted yourself, if you truly loved and feared him, you would repent. See, the first works of anybody who walks in the truth of the most high I'm learning and I've learned and I've seen it is repentance. You can't sit around and stay the same and just think your way is the righteous way. No, the most high word has a standard for us to follow, whether you're Hebrew or not. I'm going to just say this clearly. If you a person that's not black, African-American, whatever you call us, if you a person that's white, Asian, Spanish, whatever nation you from, whatever your nationality might be, whatever your DNA line connects to, I don't care. My point is he, the most high God who created heavens and the earth, the real creator, the one true creator. He has a chosen people. He has a choice. He doesn't play games. He's very straightforward. Us as Hebrew men are supposed to be like him, but we're powerless in this land. Because why? Because he stripped power from us. This is supposed to be rough. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. So I want to introduce things and characteristics about the Most High. This is truly sharing Yahuwah slash God. Name of this podcast for this reason is because it's things about him. That, like I said, people would think that they're more righteous than he is. You know, people that are unrepentant and people that are stubborn and people that tell you not to keep his commandments. He hates those people. But then they teach us in church. Oh, no, he loves everybody. He loves. He's all love all the time, 24 hours a day. But here's the funny thing. Humans, we're not even like that. We're not love, happy, uh, 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 um, righteous. We're not like that. We're not like that 24 hours a day. You know, you're not in happiness 24 hours a day. There are things that kindles his fire. In the Bible, that translates as he it pisses him off. Let's give you a great example of, of how important it is to be obedient. Miriam in the Bible. Moses, uh, you know, everybody know this story. Moses married a woman they didn't agree with. So Aaron and uh, Miriam went to talk and smack behind his back. In the part of the Bible, they, I never heard this till I got into the truth of the Bible and looked into it myself and did the research myself. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved. 
The Most High comes down in a beam from a chariot out of the sky and a beam like Star Trek. He beams down and came and called both of them forward and said, Y'all wasn't even afraid to speak against Moses, who I have chosen, the man I've chosen. You wasn't afraid to speak against him. He's like, you know what? He cursed Miriam, the woman with leprosy. He took the melanin from her skin and punished her. And the man, Moses and Aaron were praying like, yo, please don't leave her like this, looking like one that is dead. Moses said this, God said this, the one everybody talks about is all love. And he said this, and I quote, forgive me if I say anything off, Father. He said, if her father but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Amazing. But if you told that story to people, they would try to find a way around that. They would try to, oh, nah, um, that happened because of this and explain it away. No, to me, that's plain and simple. She opened her mouth disrespectfully towards a man he chose and he checked her for it. He said, put her outside the camp seven days and when the, when the plague is over and, her, and she finished, y'all can move on in the camp. That's a disciplined, righteous, powerful, focused Elohim. I admire that about him. Not because it was a woman and she's supposed to be. No, but because it shows you the dynamic of how serious he takes what he does, who he sets up in positions of power, who he puts where he puts them. Hence, i.e., here it goes. The rest of the world needs to hear crystal clear. He set up his people to be rulers in the earth. If you speak or got a problem or in your heart try to hide the problem you have with his choice, he will devour you. He is going to devour nations. Individuals out of every nation can be saved and joined to his children. Yes, individually. You as an individual white man, you as an individual Spanish man, you as an individual Indian man, whoever it is, listen to this. If you're not black, if you're not so-called black, you have an opportunity to enter his kingdom. Yes, as an individual, but as a nation, how many people are going to bow down and submit to that? Not many, but the characteristics I want to stick to the topic of the most high is he knows who's his. He's labeled who's his. People don't even want to hear that. Let me tell you this quick little story. A couple years ago, when I was searching for the most high and studying the Bible, when I first got into the truth, one day I was driving home. But no matter of fact, this was before I got out, got into the truth. I was driving home from work and I was driving a Dodge Magnum on 24 inch rims, flashy car. And I'm riding down the street coming from work one day, an overnight shift at a security gig. And I'm riding, I'm listening to this brother talk about the most high rides on chariots of fire. And I was like, what does that mean? So I start looking into it and looking into the Bible where it describes his throne and the wheels and the, the I mean, yeah, the throne and the rainbows and the jewels and the diamonds and the colors and the, and you just like the gold and you're like, wow. 
And it made me feel closer to him to know that, wow, it's okay that I like my things to look a certain way. I want to be stylish. I want to be fly, so-called. You know, I want to look good. I want to be presentable. I want. I just want to conduct myself like this. That little thing that black men, so-called black men do in America from the jury to the gold to the to the dressing nice to the wanting to be flashy, that's a characteristic of him. Now, we defile it. Don't get me wrong. We do it wrong. You know, I'm going to make a a podcast um, later on about you're doing it wrong. Remind me to do that. That's a very important one. But when you look at those things and Hebrew men, we relate. And those things are in us because the Bible tells you you are comely because of me. In other words, we are beautiful. We do those things because we have him in them. Now, we'll defile those things because they put in idols on their chest. You put in uh, Jesus Christ uh, pendant on your chain and running around with it with the with the white uh, Caesar Borgier on your chest with your diamond encrusted chain and million dollar, uh, uh, you know, million dollars on it. That's not what we're supposed to be doing with that. You get what I'm saying? But that I'm just saying the characteristics of those things are in us because we are his children. We descend. We have characteristics of him in us. And his characteristic is one of if you think he don't like the best, if you think he's not stylish, look at the book of Revelations. Look at his throne. Look at the things people say when they describe him, when they say if they saw him in a vision. The things that the things that make him who he is, he's royalty. It, it just makes sense. You know, people don't picture the most high as sitting and standing and walking. You know, you picture, like I said, people, people picture him as a big brain floating around in space. You can't understand him. And the Bible tells you clearly in Daniel 7 and 9 describes him with woolly hair. It describes him. Skin like brass. Just like when they describe who you call Jesus, they describe him with skin like brass, burnt brass, as if it burned in a furnace. And the characteristics of Yahusha are just like his father. He was very stern. He was very compassionate towards his people, but he didn't hold punches either. He told one of the men he loved, get thee behind me, Satan, for you do not have in mind the things of the most high. When they tried to say, no, you will not be crucified. All these bad things won't happen to you. When he told them they would, he, he, he cursed. He told a brother to get behind me, Satan. In other words, if you're not down with this, you can't be down with me. And he loved that dude. I think that was Peter. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Peter or Paul. So I just want to put these things out there. There are things about him that could be searched out. There are things about him that can be uh, you can really dive into. You can pray. You can ask him. You can go into his word. He got his face. He got his body. He got his mind. He got his will printed out for us to see. There are characteristics about him that I love so much. Every single characteristic, because it's the absentee father and mother. It's the absentee women in our lives. It's the absentee relationships and the connection of our community. It's facing him brings all that stuff back to reality. Like turning towards him makes it like, wow, the things he intended to do with his people in this earth are way more beneficial than the things that are happening now with a president, with a prime minister with a king queen of england 
these things are nothing compared to what he has intended for the people of this planet. His chosen people to the people that are not his chosen. But so what? You're not. My, I look at it like this. If I wasn't an Israelite, I would still love him the way I do. I would still want to be close to him. I would still want to get to know him. If he tells me you're not an Israelite when the end time come, it doesn't matter. I love um, Yahusha. I love him. I want to be like him. I want to walk with him. I want to be like with my king. You know, so I, I hope I'm still I hope everybody's still focused or you're staying with me here with this, because the characteristics of him, he's nothing like church has taught us. Christianity has sold us a pipe dream. Our women have been sold a pipe dream that is not working in their favor. Here's a powerful quote that I learned studying myself, and I want to record this for the world to hear. The Hebrew Israelite black woman in America. The way she views the black man is the same way she views the most high. And she has no idea what she's doing when she speaks against her black men. When she doesn't submit or follow the black man's lead that is leading righteously. Not all black men, Hebrew men are running around here righteous. Not at all. Not all women are righteous. Not at all. I'm just saying that when we speak up against each other, when we when they step on their men and talk about how much money we don't make and how we're not they're not going to submit and black men don't have this and don't have that and can't get this from me. And he's supposed to do this and he's supposed to provide and protect. Here's the thing they won't say. This is the Bible characteristics of the most High's word. His word says you do those things for a virgin. Moment of silence. You do those things for a virgin woman. You do not get a woman that has been sexually experienced over and over again and turn around and provide and protect for something that doesn't belong to you. That's not his character. That's not what he desires. That's not his way. Now, if you meet a woman that has a kid, if you meet a woman that does have a child, or does have a high body count or low body count. And she decides, I repent, I will never move back to that life. Then maybe you can take that woman on. You can take that woman on. And if she decides in her heart and righteous and she pursues the most high, she turns from those ways. Yes, you can take her in. There are characteristics, there are stories, there are there are characters in the Bible who have done things like this. But only because this woman was repentant. Not because she was rebellious or because she looked a certain way or she deserved it because that's just what society told her. The world has sold our women on the dream to ignore the black man. And at the same time, you ignore the man, you, you ignore the creator that created him. It's a direct relationship correlation. They want us to be genies in a bottle. Christian church says God is a genie in a bottle. Pray for your prosperity, pray for your success, uh, 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 prosperity doctrines all over the world. Our women run around now talking about they want $40,000 Birkin bags for no reason at all. For no real reason at all. They want $40,000 Birkin bags for no reason. The world has corrupted our women. Society has sold our women the dream and they bought it hook, line and sinker. But the characteristics of the father says, the Bible says, this is the most high's word. He says, she that lives for pleasure is dead while she lives. 
If you're living for pleasure, if you're living to get that Birkin bag, that big house, that Mercedes, that car, if that's your pleasure, you're already dead to him. Because anybody who goes against his word, his Torah, the first five books of the Bible are his enemy. I don't care how you slice it. It don't matter what you feel. It don't matter what you say. He's the king. He sets the authority. He is the final authority. That's why he's called the most high. Authority should be right behind that when people talk about that title. He is the most high authority. It goes no higher than him. So what's the resistance? Emotion. Democracy. Opinions. Feelings. Emotions. People are going to lose their soul based on their feelings and emotions. And it sucks because I don't wish that on nobody. But people wish it on themselves every day by making money an idol. The Bible says he says you can't serve money or you can't serve me. What you going to do? So characteristics of him are awesome. Yes, he is love, but he's also wrath. He's going to repay what the world has done to his children. He wouldn't be a righteous power, Elohim, father, creator, if he went and went and let hate or bloodshed go unchecked. The Bible even says it. I think it's a book of Jubilees. It says when, when blood is shed by a man, only another man shedding his blood can make it even. There's no, hey, you know, slavery, 400 years, we killed and raped and chopped up some of y'all and ate some of y'all, but no big deal. You know, he's he's all love. It's all forgiven. It's Christianity. We're going to all kumbaya one day. No. Not till he exacts justice for what he said. His, this is the characteristics of him. He is a righteous Elohim. Everybody a good tell you how good he is. Until he starts talking about taking heads off and burning people and killing people and laying people down and, and, and exacting judgment against his chosen people. So Hebrew people, black people in America, if you are a person that's not black listening to this and you hear this and you got this far. Black people are destroyed for a reason. Not because we make bad choices, not because we're idiots, not because we're dumb, not because we we're less with three fifths human because our father in heaven. Put us in this predicament. And if you don't repent, if you don't listen, he going to put you in the same position so the world can be in awe. But guess what? All this is already written. This little recording is going to go unheard probably, but I don't care. Just just to say I put it out there when I meet him face to face because I love you. I wanted to put it out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's it's just that's his characteristics. He wouldn't be righteous. He wouldn't be just, he wouldn't be fair if he didn't repay for the very people he say he chose out of the earth. The very people he say he loved. He wouldn't be a righteous God if he didn't exact judgment. He would be hypocritical. He would care about people's feelings. But what I do, another thing about I love about him is he don't care about my feelings. He don't care about yours. He cares about his order. He cares about getting things done. He cares about things being set up right. He's fair. He's fair. And that's the characteristic about him nobody wants to talk about. But I'm here to share Yahuwah, as my podcast name says, and be true to it. 
So it's plenty more I can go into this topic. It's plenty of scriptures on these topics, these characteristics of him that people don't know about, people don't want to accept. And Yahusha, everybody tries to make it seem like it's two separate things happening with, with God and Yahusha. And, and they're two, no, they're on the same page. He says, I came to do the will of him who sent me. That's like you sending your child to the store to get milk and eggs and they come back with Cheetos. Like, wouldn't you be upset? No, I told you my will. Come back with what I said. And his son was obedient until death. That's why he is exalted to be the king over the whole world. And then transfer power back to the father at the end. These are characteristics. They are loyal. They are down. The most high is righteous. Another thing. Let's talk about this. Another characteristic about him that I love is his humility. The humility it takes for a God, the God, the creator of all life to step down off of his high horse and say, I'm going to put myself in a body and sacrifice myself to save my children who I promised my friend Abraham. That to me is the best thing about him. Because he could have sat there on the throne, dripped in all gold and said, I ain't got to do none of that. But he himself humbled himself. He himself humbled himself and said, I'm going to go down here and do this. He promised Adam, I will do it. I'll, I'm going to come down and save you. I'm going to do it. Because of what you because of the sin you did and Eve did, I'm coming down to save you. That makes me tear up sometimes when I think about it. Like, why did my God, my father have to die to save us wretches? Because he promised, because he's loved, because he, he, his children matter to him. He's a great father. That's what a great father does. He lay, the, even um, Yahusha said this. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. See, see what I mean? See the parallel? See the connection between Yahusha, who the world calls Jesus, and Yahuwah, who the world calls God? You see the connection? This the, is this the things people don't want to talk about. But with this podcast, I want to share him, and I mean the real him, uncut raw, you know, because it's about time. If I were me singing around in the world and I never heard this, I would want to hear this. I would want to hear this because my soul depends on it. I can make every dollar. I'm going to get old. The body's going to fall apart. But what, to, what I take with me is knowledge and, and connection with him. Spirit goes with me. But not everybody wants that. I get it and I don't care. But my point is, characteristics of him are very important. Getting closer to him is very important. It matters to me. It should matter to you, whoever you are. Like I said, email me. We could go over scriptures. We could talk. We could pray all that stuff. I'm just trying to make myself available to be of service to my father, who is an awesome, awesome, awesome Elohim. So all praises to the most high. Plenty more where I could go from here. I, it was something else I wanted to talk about. Abraham. Let's before I check out, let me give you two quick minutes of Abraham. Another thing people don't like to talk about is the promise that he made Abraham in the Bible. He promised Abraham, watch this. Let me set this up for you. Abraham was chilling in his tent with his wife, minding his business. He goes outside of the tent, probably to go outside and check on some flowers or something. I don't know. But he walks outside in the tent and he sees three men coming towards him. 
He sees three men coming towards him and he immediately invites them to come sit down and have a drink and sit down and to have some bread and water with him. And his hospitality was just phenomenal. And the Bible says one of those three men with him was the most high God, probably Yahusha. Remember, because Yahusha, JC, is God in human form. So it probably was him. But the Bible says it was the most high. And he invited them to come sit down and have um, um, eat with him. And he says, um, you know, basically loosely translating it. You could look up the story in the Bible, but he looks it up. He, he goes to him and he says, hey, you know, hey, we can I can, you know, cook you up some steaks. I can have my wife make some steaks for y'all. and We can get some bread and water and sit down and chill and break bread together and show you hospitality. He was like, yeah, go ahead and do it. The Most High tells him, yeah, tell Sarah, go ahead and do it. And Sarah runs to the kitchen. She gets the food together. She does what it is. She makes the food. They sit down and eat together. I'm going to say this again. This is one of, I hate to keep saying it, but I love to keep saying it. This is why I love him so much. The Most High sat down with the man. He sat down with the man Abraham. He sat with him and ate with him and made covenant with him. He didn't just be, I'm God. I ain't got to do that. Y'all beneath me. Mankind ain't this. I'm God. No, he humbled himself to come down and sit with Abraham. My great, 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 great grandfather and break bread with him. Before he went to go destroy the angels, went to go destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He sat down and ate with him. Now, if you heard in the real world that, you know, two powerful men sat down and ate uh, a power lunch together and people would say, oh, that's so humbling of him. You know, he's a billionaire and he's eating lunch with this employee of his company and everybody would praise that as sudden wonderful characteristic. But people don't talk about these characteristics of the Most High. His humility, just as his majesty is, so is his, hum his humility. That's a big deal because you have to be balanced as a king. Matter of fact, the Bible says he hates unjust balances. He don't like unjust weights. In other words, if it ain't even, he don't like it. He don't, he ain't too much love and he ain't too much hate. The most high is perfect balance. As a man, we supposed to strive for that balance within us. Lion and the lamb. Why you think Yahusha, who the world calls Jesus, why you think he was that way? He was perfect balance. He was perfect courage and perfect humility. His father stepped down to come down. He stepped down to come down and they are one. They on the same page. They are one accord. So this episode has been about the characteristics of the Most High. So all praise to the Most High in the name of Yahusha and against his enemies, we say Yahuwah Zabaot, Yahuwah Zabaot, Yahuwah Zabaot. Todah Rabbah Abba Yah, Yah bless you all. Thank you for listening. Anybody that catches this to this point and praise Yah for you and thank you and hallelujah and repent. Todah Yah. All right, all right. Welcome to another quick podcast um, on this channel of my podcast called Following. I mean, sorry, um, Sharing Yahuwah slash God. 
since everybody know him as God, I just go over that. But his name's Yahuwah. And today I want to talk about repentance. Repentance, 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 repentance is very, very important. The first step in anything we do with who you call God is the first works of repentance, the scripture says. So it's very important for us to have that first work always uh, being active in our life. You have to first repent. And what repentance means is not just say a sinner's prayer or say some kind of, I'm sorry, God, I made a mistake. But it's to turn away from your ways back to him and turn to the ways of his law and what he deems necessary for you to do, say, speak, act, etc. When you repent, there's not we live in a, a society where it teaches us once you said sorry, you've done enough. And that's far from the truth. Because a sorry doesn't change behavior or stop something from happening again. So when you repent, you change your direction. You change where you previously were headed and you turn back to the Most High's ways and you yield to his law, statutes, commandments, his order, the way of life he wants you to have. A lot of people talk about um, they love Jesus. They love Christ. They love God. But true love is repenting. True love is, hey, if this is the way you want it, I want it. It's no different than a wife serving her husband. And he says, hey, I like my chicken cooked this particular way. And she decides, well, I like it cooked this way. And he keeps telling her and keeps telling her and keeps telling her the way he wants it. And she ignores it. And she does it her way anyway. And she's not really paying attention to what he wants. How would you feel about that? Vice versa, woman, you don't like a man calling you out your name. You don't like a man hitting on you. You don't like a man doing egregious things to you. And he continues to do it. Well, before he says sorry, the first thing you want him to do is stop and repent and change his ways and not do this particular thing you don't like anymore. Same thing for a, a, a woman. A man wants you to stop doing the particular thing that he doesn't like. Repent. Turn away from that and go the way I'm telling you I want things done. Now, I'm not saying a man or a woman is the most high of God. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm just giving you a quick analogy of how the most high looks at it. God, Yahuwah, you have to listen to his instructions and say, okay, this is what he wants. So this is what I'm going to do my best to do. Now, if you struggling towards learning the way to cook the chicken, if you struggling towards learning the way to do things and you're not great at it yet, that's fine. But if you show a person that you're trying and that you acknowledge them and that you, you care about what they feel or you, you consider, you consider your ways and you say, you know what? I want to do better at this particular thing for this individual because I care for them. So it's really, really simple. The first works of repentance, I try to remind myself of this all the time. And, and, the, and the funny thing is I pass this on to whoever's listening, if anybody listens to this, and say it's a great, great, great beginning point every single day. Because before I can be a prayer that know how to pray and be a prayer warrior that can bring down fire from heaven with prayer, first thing I got to know how to do is repent. First thing I got to know how to do, I could do that every day. 
You know, whether that's and and repentance is also the way you think of yourself. You know, you 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 think negatively or too highly of yourself. You got to have repentance on both sides. So everybody has work to do. It's not like a one set thing like, okay, well, I'm gonna stop sinning. No, everybody has that first work in themselves to do. As an Israelite man or woman or child, you have a first work. Your first work, repent, change your ways. Listen to what your father tells you to do. Be obedient to your father. The scripture also says one of my favorite quotes I like to say is, an obedient son rejoices his father. It's very important because it makes sense. If your child is obedient, it rejoices you. If you give wisdom to your son or daughter, and they listen to you and they listen to you it rejoices you 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 really really feel uh it uh uh admiration for that and you love them for that so you can't neglect the importance of something like that the first works of repentance are a simple work but it's the hardest work too because we have our opinion we think we think oh we know best we think well, what I feel matters. Well, I like what I like. Well, I want what I want, etc. You know, we have this opinion of ourselves. We have this opinion about what we think we want. And what I'm learning is that when I take things away from myself by obeying him, it always works out better for me. I noticed I said this a long time ago. I used to I, I remember this thing, this thing I learned a long time ago, and it said, God doesn't give commandments and laws to stop you from having a good time or enjoying yourself. He gives you commandments and laws because they're going to be beneficial to you. And that was so amazing to me. Like it, it, the laws, the things he wants are beneficial for you. He's telling you not to do something because this is going to benefit you. It's going to help you and it's going to make you a better you by being like this. And it's like, wow, I never looked at it like that. You know, you think, oh, man, you know, I can't do this and I can't do that. But then when you think of the laws, the Ten Commandments and the whole Torah is based around those commandments, you kind of look at those and be like, why? What's so wrong with the Ten Commandments? What's so egregious about it? What's so hard about it? The Bible says uh, his commandments are not grievous to you. If they're grievous, like, oh, man, I got to do what? Not kill nobody. What? Well, what's your problem? You know, don't steal. What? What's your problem? Don't cover your neighbor's things, his house, his car, his woman, his... Don't, don't want your neighbor's stuff. Get your own stuff. It's like, what's so wrong with that? And then the Hebrew community, a.k.a. black people, a.k.a. African Americans, we violate these commandments every day. <laughs> like, that's all we do. We want other people's stuff. We want to be like this person. We got, uh, uh, we got hate in our heart for our brother. We want to kill somebody. We, whether that, and what I learned about Torah is Torah is so subtle and it'll catch you off guard because a lot of people will look at something. The Torah is very, very, uh, multi dimensional. It's, it's also in the spiritual and in your physical. You get what I'm saying? So you look at the Torah and you might say, thou shalt not kill. And we think, well, I never pulled the gun to nobody's head and, and pulled the trigger. You know, I never done that. But then when you look, when you look, you can kill somebody's character. You can assassinate this person in your heart. You can, you can, you can, you can hurt this person in the spirit by talking down to them, by posting something about them, by gossiping about them, by uh, uh, spreading rumors about them, whatever it might be. 
You could kill that person like that. And in turn, you're hurting yourself. The Torah is a, like I said, it spins back on you. So just because you haven't physically done it, you can be doing it in the spiritual. A lot of our people complain. A lot of our men and women complain about each other. Red pill content, the women content by men need to have money. And I ain't following no man that ain't, you know, that ain't making nothing and doing nothing with himself. And man, I ain't, I don't want to marry no single mother and I don't want to do all of this stuff and all this stuff. Listen, at the end of the day, first works is repentance. You get what I'm saying? We have to get away from that attacking people attacking each other because our actions are weighed by the, the the scripture says the most high observes our heart and by him our actions are weighed something like that it says he's weighing your actions like you could say anything you want to do but what your actions going to do because when your actions show what your intent is out of the abundance of the heart the mouth what speaks so when you speak evil on somebody that's just like killing them so we think, oh, we got away with something because I didn't physically do anything. Another good example, I heard a sister in the truth say this, and it's so true. We can be we can we can be obedient with our mouth, but not be obedient in our mind. Like we can go to church. You could go for a great example is go to church. You praise God, right? You sing, you dance, you joy, you shout, you run around the building and all this stuff people do in church, right? But then you turn around and in your mind, you're not quiet. He tells you to repent. He tells you to uh, uh, don't, don't be disobedient. Love your brother, neighbor as yourself. And you in your heart, like, man, who is this person? I don't like this person. I got hope. I don't like this. I don't like that they said that. We got all this strife amongst each other. That's a repentance. That's Torah. You can hurt yourself by disobeying the Torah in this manner. The Torah, the cool thing about the Torah is it's relevant to you too. What I mean by that is you're not supposed to kill yourself. You're not supposed to steal from yourself. You're not supposed to steal from the most high. You're not supposed to steal from your brother. See, the aspect of the Torah people don't know is that you are included in that. I shouldn't be um, abused. I shouldn't abuse myself. And abusing yourself is an insecurity, believe it or not. Abusing myself is substance abuse. Abusing myself is a negative thought about myself. Hey, I'm not short and tall enough. I'm too short. I'm not dark enough. I'm too light. I'm I'm not um I'm not smart enough. That's even hurting yourself and the most high looking at you like no. See, he wants us built around self-worth, but not self-praise. Self-praise is not a recommendation. Self-praise is not a recommendation. Self-praise is not a recommendation. You, the Most High, is supposed to lift you up and give you and tell and and show the show the world you and say, "Look, that's my child. These are my people. Look at them. They're special. I put their special label on them. The children of Israel are my children. Look at them." This is what he wants. So even if a Gentile, a person who's not a Hebrew, a person who's not an Israelite, because there's plenty of Hebrews, but not everybody's an Israelite. And a person who's not an Israelite might look around and say the same thing. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not this. Um, I'm not that. I'm, I'm this. I'm that. Yo, you have to be obedient to the most high. 
You have to serve him just like we have to. You have to repent and change your ways and disannounce and discontinue and renounce, uh, excuse me, renounce your association with everything pagan about America and church and what you learned. The Bible say in those times when all this stuff is revealed loud and clear who the people are, they're going to be like, uh, Gentiles are going to say, <clears throat> our fathers taught us lies. We've inherited lies. So it's like, this is a little, I'm the little voice in the wilderness crying over a podcast, trying to help somebody out, trying to show somebody the truth, trying to what? Share Yahuwah, you know, the way I'm supposed to do as his son, telling my people, you're an Israelite, you're a child of the most high. Your job is to repent, change your ways, leave America behind and everything you learned here, everything you've been captivity taught, how you, I, I, I love when this one quote this brother said about our women. Our women are taught to be breeders. They're not taught to be wives. This is why we have baby mama after baby mama. She has three different men's DNA. She's brought forth because she's a breeder. That's a slave trade. That's a slave mentality. That's a slave taught thing. We were bred. They bred our women. They bred you sisters. They bred our women to be breeders, our men to be breeders. This is why our people can go and sleep around and have babies and just turn their back on each other because there's no love no family no structure there but when you get back to the torah here we go when you repent and turn back to the laws and the ways of the most high he teaches you the right mind to have towards family towards a wife towards a child black people slash israelites in america have no idea what family is because we've been destroyed and it was the hand of the father that did it why for his glory he's going to turn it around He's going to turn these things around. Our ancestors disobeyed him. He didn't disobey them. When you make a covenant with the Most High, his covenant was made by blood with Abraham, by blood. A blood covenant. That's no different than a man. Uh, what we're supposed to do as men is we're supposed to go after virgins. We're supposed to be with virgins. You know why? Because when that blood covenant is made, when you first intercourse with this young lady, when you intercourse with a woman, that's a blood covenant for life. That's what it's supposed to be. That's a real marriage. That's a real relationship. That's a real biblical, Hebrew, Israelite cultured, God cultured, Yahuwah cultured way of doing a relationship. Of marriage that blood signifies a covenant just like circumcision when that blood is cut it's a covenant with the most high we must do as, as hebrew men so i just wanted to say that real quick drop this quick podcast off podcast excuse me off and um all praises to the most high yah in the name of yahusha and um against his enemies we say yahuwah zabaot yahuwah zabaot yahuwah zabaot I hope you guys enjoyed it. Whoever's listening, I don't know you, but bless you. Listen, enjoy it, and take heed. Say la, which means meditate. Think on these things. Todaya. Once again, once again, it's your boy, um, Yaku. I'm here with another episode of sharing Yahuwah, aka slash God, G-O-D, the world to call him. That's his title, but that's not his name. Um, this is um, a freestyle podcast. Most of my podcasts are pretty much freestyle, where I share things about the Most High while I'm studying or while I'm listening. 
um, getting the word and um, listening to the word and paying attention to the things that's going on around me. And like I said, this is just an attempt to share and to give word. I'm more of a heart scripture guy. Like I come from the heart and teach and speak from the heart. I'm not really like to sit down and give you a thousand scriptures and memorize them all. But I am very heart heartfelt with it, um, very from the off the cuff with it. You know what I'm saying? So um, today's episode, um, I just wanted to kind of talk about just freestyle. I wanted to talk about um, something I saw on one of the posts on YouTube. Uh, one of the brothers in the truth said um, he's the God of the Gentiles, but the father of Israel. And <clears throat> that's a great description of how we need to understand that and how we're supposed to relate to that as people. Um, we're supposed to relate to that and we're supposed to stay in our lane. And this world order is not the norm. People don't expect order. People don't respect order. Everything must be done at the pace of which they want. Earlier today, I was getting ready to play some PlayStation and I was uh, uh, married to medicine. This TV show was on the TV on uh, Bravo. So when I was sitting there thinking about it and I'm watching and I, and I I was on my phone playing around with the phone and I said, let me hear what these women are talking about. So I turned the volume up. And when you hear um, when you hear Hebrew, a.k.a. black women in America talk, they're very, um, very disorderly. There's nothing done in order. Everything is just a freestyle. And I remember one of the wives on this show was asking the um, uh, I, I I forget the exact format of what I want to say, but I, it was something along the lines of she, one of the guys told her, hey, well, you know, there's a time and a place to talk about it. And the lady, oh no, it was a couple of the girls and they were arguing in this closet and they was having this, you know, emotional fight, yelling and screaming. And the lady that was had her feelings hurt by something another sister said about her goes, I don't want to talk about it right now. Then the other girl is bullying her and telling her why. Talk about it now. You got to talk now. No, this must be dealt with now. Earlier in the show, the lady told her, I want to go home. I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling the best. My feelings are hurt by something a friend said to her about uh, her being, um, you know, not able to have a child. So this offended the lady. And she was really, really hurt by what the lady said. And then at first she was heading to the car with her husband. They convinced her to turn around and tell the husband, you know, hey, you know, we got her, da-da-da-da-da. This is his wife. So they go in the closet and then things make, you know, as women often do, most women make things worse. If, if a woman doesn't speak the truth to another woman, she's going to make things work. Or she's going to cater to her emotions and lie to her and pat her on the back and tell her, hey, everything's good. And that's that's not good for anybody, Right. So anyway, the girl was yelling at the other girl that was hurt, telling her, you need to talk. We're going to talk about it. Why? Why you can't talk now? We all got hurt. We all got hurt. So the girl gets even more sensitive and cries even harder and has an emotional breakdown. And her husband's waiting outside in the closet. As a man, there's no way I'm going to let nobody put my wife in a situation where I'm going to let um, let them hurt her even more. And I see she's already hurt. No, we leaving. We already don't like to be around crowds anyway. <laughs> we leaving. You get what I'm saying? For that reason, because people just destroy people. And I say that to say, you know, order order and chaos is it, like people would rather you be chaotic than have order. You know, if you tell somebody, hey, I have a strict diet, a strict workout plan, a strict financial uh, plan. I do this. I do that. I do this. 
And the first thing people want to come is why. And, you know, we live in a microwave society. Everything is out of order. And the most high, who the world calls God, requires order. So the children of Israel, his chosen people of all the people on the earth, that's his order. The rest of the world has to get get through him through them. It's an order, right? So let's let's break this order thing down real simple. You have the Most High. You have Yahusha, his son, who the world calls JC. Then you have the children of Israel. Then you have the Gentiles. The Gentiles can't come to Yahushua, Yahusha, excuse me. You can't come to him without going through Israel. Israel can't get to the Most High without going through the Messiah. And the Messiah answers to, of course, the Most High. You understand what I'm saying? So that's an order. So we live in a world where the world tells us your opinion matters. Democracy. Let's take a vote. You know, it's like everybody wants to take a vote, but nobody wants to do the the ugly stuff. So when it comes to these things and it comes to this order, we as people need to fall in line with the desires of our God, our father. Right. So we as Israel, as the chosen people, black people in America have to fall to the will of the father. Gentiles have to fall to his will, too. See, this is where people get it twisted. It's not my wish or my order or my desire to have white people serve and bow down to me or Gentiles, uh, Indian man, uh, Chinese man, Japanese man, Korean man, Italian man, uh, uh, Indian man, whatever. It's not my desire that they bow down and serve us and to get that's not my will. That's not the order I set up as a man. I am just a pawn in the most highest game. And this is where we get lost in the sauce. This is where everybody gets lost. If you really loved God, who you say, people say, I love God, I love God. If you really loved him, the things he want, you would desire for yourself and for others. Whether I was a heathen Gentile or not, I would want the things that the most I want. I even say this sometimes to my woman and to myself. I like, even if I, even if the most High met me face to face and said, hey, you're not an Israelite, you know. Um, we just, you know, you, you know, you got the brown skin down pack, but you're not an Israelite. It wouldn't bother me one bit because I love him. I love the Messiah. I want to serve them and be with them and do what they want me to do. It wouldn't matter to me. See, and this is how it has to be to a person that's not a Hebrew, a person that's it, it, it can't matter to you that he has an order that he sets forth. No, you love him. So you follow that order. You be an obedient child. An obedient son rejoices his father, as I always say in my podcast, right? So <clears throat> anyway, as we get closer and closer and things start to change in America, people are starting to wake up. I saw this pastor, a white pastor on YouTube, and he was telling his congregation, listen, God knows what's happening to black people. He knows what happened to them. He know what happened to them on the slave ship. He know what they went through. He, they're his people. And if you have a problem with these people, you need to get rid of that. You need to repent and you need to fix that. And this is a white pastor of a Christian church standing there, full blown suit on, full blown hair slicked back. And he's telling his congregation the truth from a passionate place. And he says, some of you members might have been raised in the deep south. And, you know, you got to, you know, you've been born and bred in prejudice. 
And he was telling him, you got to stop that. You got to get rid of that. Because he said, believe you me, God is going to repay the black people for what has happened to them. You believe me? He say, mark my words. And that was the end of the video by Sister Deborah um, from the Watchmen's Report. You know what I'm saying? Look it up when you want a Sister Deborah, Watchmen, uh, very two elders, um, very two, uh, two very, excuse me, powerful elders in this truth that have for years that we watched and studied under and they're very very wise couple look into them go look it up i don't know everything they're great teachers go listen to them too and she the the wife sister deborah played that video and i was like wow that is amazing you know in the sense of i love to see people waking up it's as we get more and more into this judgment after this 400 years captivity ended more and more things are happening and the work of the most high is going forth and his word will go forth. The Bible says none of his words shall come back void. That should make you tremble. <clears throat> also, one more thing I also want to share in my last podcast, I was talking about the characteristics of the most high. And I want to touch on one more characteristic of him that I was really, really fascinated by and I forgot to share. I think I did. I'm, I'm probably butchering this, but I'm going to repeat it anyway, because, hey, what's, it's good to hear the word over and over again. But the thing that's about the Most High that's absolutely amazing also is one thing people forget is that. <clears throat> oh, no, not not that they forget, but the thing I personally noticed. And the thing that personally gets me excited and scared at the same time is his silence. <clears throat> I'm going to say that one more time. God, who you call God, Yahuwah, <clears throat> his silence is what really, really is what we need to be worried about. If I'm a person who doesn't believe in none of this stuff I'm talking about and who doesn't believe in anything about God, his silence should be absolutely terrifying because while the world tells us transgenderism is okay homosexuality okay um you know uh, uh, racial discrimination is okay uh eating certain foods is okay dating who you want to date is okay having sex with who you want to have sex with is okay and he sits back in silence there's nothing more terrifying than a silent man with a lot of power because you don't for him to be sitting down and letting this fester that means he's getting more angry by the second and if you don't think he gets angry you don't know your bible he gets very angry and when he gets angry it's called his fire is kindled in him same way we get angry he didn't make us superior to him he feels anger as well you think you think it doesn't bother him to see children killed you don't think it bothers him to see his people discriminated against you don't think it bothers him to see unfair wages being dished out you think it don't bother him that our um, ancestors our forefathers before me great 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 grandfathers in this land built this country and were not paid a dime and worked to death you think it doesn't piss him off that his daughters would rape you think it doesn't piss him off when we abuse each other you think it doesn't piss him off no you're wrong absolutely wrong you better look in your bible look it up new testament old testament it's all one book 
A lot of things that happen in this world is everybody tries to separate the Bible, separate God from, you know, separate the Messiah from his father. Oh, no, he was nice and gentle, the Messiah, and God was the wrathful one. No, they're on the same page. If you've seen the father, you've seen me, the Messiah said in his word. I only give me I only give the words which my father has given me to speak. So that that right there tells you everything you need to know. But like I said, we live in a society where order is, well, he's him and he's him and they're on. No, if they were having two different minds, it wouldn't make sense. If they were on two different levels or two different plans, what sense would that make? Would you want to follow a, a general into war who has two different pl- like, OK, we're going to do this. And then one says, nah, we're going to do this. And it'd be like, all right, pick who y'all want to follow. No, we, no, we gonna follow one strategic plan to win this war. Because that makes sense. So the most high silence is what's terrifying is how quiet he is because he's watching this. And what the Bible says, whether people love it, believe it, receive it or not, is he's just waiting for the cup of the iniquity to get to the brim. He's waiting until things get so bad and detestable and and disgusting before his nose. The Bible say that the stench of sin before his nose sickens him. When the world gets to the cup is full, that's when he's going to lash out. That's like that's like absolutely terrifying. You know, because he knows the world will never turn around and say, well, let's stop. (laughs) You know, hey, maybe maybe we shouldn't piss off the guy who created the sun, air, water, a lion. Maybe we don't piss this guy off who has control of all the elements. Maybe this is not the guy we want to piss off. You understand? But no, the fear, the book of Romans said there is no fear of him before their eyes. And that's terrifying. One day, a couple years ago, when I first got into the truth, I read that scripture. And I broke down and cried out of fear and sheer terror of how his wrath, if I'm alive to see it, will be a very ugly thing to behold. But it's just like the birth of a child. It got to be ugly. Before you get to enjoy your child and this thing has to get ugly before he can have his way. All things must come to pass as he promised in his word. Not one jot, one tittle shall pass away until all things be fulfilled. The world teaches us. Christianity teaches you if you're listening and hey, you know, all this is fulfilled. He the law is done away with. The prophecies are all fulfilled. This is a the biggest lie from hell that you could ever believe. It's so much left to fulfill in this Bible. Unreal. The kingdom of heaven comes down here. We don't go to heaven. The king um, um, who you call Jesus, uh, his name is Yahusha. uh, Sorry, Yahusha. Not Yahusha. Um, I always get it mixed up because every time you learn one way, you learn how to pronounce it. And pronunciation is so very, very important. So it's Yahusha, not Yahusha. Um, come Yahusha, come Yahusha, come Yahusha, come. So it's Yahusha, not Yahushua, right? Anyway, so <laughs> that's just a little, you know, just training my brain to get used to it. Because every time in this truth, oh, that's a great example of what just happened. What you just witnessed is a man that has a teachable heart. And I'm not bragging on myself. Don't get it twisted. But 
I study to the point and I listen to the point where if I learn something and I'm wrong in my teaching and wrong in my understanding and I keep digging and I learned a new way or a new way to say his name or a new way to say a word in Hebrew or a new scripture I never knew before or a new philosophy that the Most High wants me to know, I don't have one problem dropping off one and picking up the other and saying, I repent, forgive me, Father, let me move forward in this truth. That's the heart you should have. Whoever's listening, if anybody listening, that's the heart you should have. Always be moldable, teachable. Don't hold on to your way and never want to let it go because you'll never grow. You'll never mature in this truth and he'll never reveal more to you. Because you're a stone heart, the Bible calls it. He wants a heart of flesh he can mold. That's, that's teachable. Having a teachable spirit is a very powerful thing. So anyway. His silence is the most terrifying thing also because he's waiting for him to watch the things that piss him off so long. Could you imagine what it feels like? And when he lets it go, it's not going to be pretty. And I just pray for my family. I pray for my Israelite brothers and sisters, my immediate family and my household that all things that he has mercy and that he, you know, correct us and measure and teach us his righteous ways that we may not participate in that wrath. Because nobody's going to be able to stand in that day. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? So this has been another quick podcast. Um, I really enjoy doing these things. Once a week, I try to come and hit it off and give you guys my thoughts, what I've been studying, what I'm looking into and whatever just randomly comes up when it comes to sharing him. Um, this is what it's about, you know, sharing him, giving the aspects, things you may never have heard before or ways you never looked at it before. So that's my attempt. That's what I do. And um, all praises to the Most High Yah and His Son, Yahusha, and your kingdom come, Father. And I bless all those who listening, enjoy and get some fruitfulness out of this. And against his enemies, we say Yahuwah Zabaot, Yahuwah Zabaot, Yahuwah Zabaot, Toda Rabbah, Abba Yah, and bless you listening. Good night. Or morning, wherever you're at. <laughs> Bye.